What's up, y'all? It is your boy Sanchez405 coming at you. It's on the Warpath, the podcast, y'all. It is Monday, April 9th, 2018, coming to you uh, here on Anchor. Uh, got some good news. We're on Pocket Cast now, too. So growing. Uh, baby steps we we don't have the the following that we want to but we're not there yet uh but we're going to get there uh with your help and talking today uh, a couple of things coming out um last uh weekend uh this weekend uh kevin hogan uh quarterback of the cleveland browns former uh quarterback at uh university of stanford and a mclean virginia native is coming home the redskins flip a six with the Cleveland Browns and get Kevin Hogan to compete, quote unquote, with um going to back up Alex Smith in this upcoming season. Stephen Morris was released today, I believe, as he was signed to a futures contact contract after the season was over with. And now um, we will see what we get from Kevin Hogan. He, he's got to be a smart guy and went to Stanford, right? Alex Smith, he thinks he's a smart guy. I'm reading an article today uh, in the USA Today. It was the Redskins wire, uh, Lake Lewis uh, Jr. on the 5th. This was published talking about uh, Smith was sold on his urgency to win or the Redskins urgency to win uh, correction there. And he has had some success as a winning quarterback. He's in getting ready to be in his 14th year out of Utah, where he was number one overall pick in 2005. And he talks about Alex Smith talking about the uh, impression that the Redskins left on the urgency to win. Well, I really think uh, that any team can show an urgency to win, to be honest with you. That's what you get into the business for is to win. Uh, you don't try to do anything else. Um, and it's a far cry. The Redskins have shown I personally think from an observer standpoint that they have tried everything but to win, uh, whether it's with the Scott McLuhan debacle, not wanting to uh, re-up Kirk Cousins. Well, that, that's over with now. doesn't really matter. Uh, trading away some of your most recent draft picks, probably one of the best young and up-and-coming corners in the league, and Kendall Fuller uh, in a troubled Young man in Sewer Cravens going to Denver. Those guys are no longer there. Uh, Josh Doxson is on team. Matt Ioannidis uh, is still with Bergen and Gold as well. And from that 2016 draft, I'll, I'll pull it up here to take a look at the Redskins' uh, 2016 draft. But a lot of players aren't on this team. And you also had a fire sale. Uh, Brashad Breeland, Ryan Grant, uh, Trent Murphy, uh, these guys are no longer with the team. They were contributors. Uh, they were draft picks as well. Uh, Spencer Long, we, we can't forget about him. All these guys came out of that uh, 2014 draft, uh, Murphy being the top pick uh, in the draft, who the Redskins, ironically enough, traded with the Dallas Cowboys to move up in the draft to pick him uh, out of Stanford, a former teammate of now current quarterback for the Redskins, Kevin Hogan. But I, I sit there and, and, like, you're supposed to build depth through the draft. And um, the Redskins, they're kind of going in the opposite direction. Uh, started out 9-7 and seven back in 2015. Fell to 8-7-1 and one in 16. Now 7-9. and nine. So going in a downward spiral, uh, kind of, as the Redskins have regressed over the last couple of years after kind of building up where they were uh, 13 and three, uh, four and 12, and then nine and seven. Uh, I think, you know, is it really urgency to progress? Is that, that what, that's what Alex Smith says, but you have a uh, director of personnel who didn't know that he was getting this quarterback uh, and Doug Williams. He, he was told by his football uh, operations guru or, or team president, whatever you want to call it, Bruce Allen, to not answer his phone. Well, he's supposed to know this stuff, right? Uh, so that that remains to be seen. And then you look at um, some of the other things that just go on at Redskins Park or the the nightmares that that we've heard uh, from 
Landover, not Landover, but Ashburn. And I, I <laughs> there's an urgency to do something. And now the, these rumors about Bruce Allen may, um, may be getting uh, uh, reassigned, which I think is the stupidest thing in the world. I think if you, you're fooling around and you're looking terrible, uh, you need to go. And don't, and also going back to that 2016 draft, uh, Nate Sudfield, who won a Super Bowl with the Eagles and uh, appeared in that last game against the Cowboys, um, played okay. Then you also had Steven Daniels, who wasn't with the team. Keith Marshall uh, often hurt. So you really only have two people, uh, two players that will contribute in uh, 2018 from a draft that was two years ago. Um, I is it really uh is it really an urgency to win when you can't even retain your play- or want to retain your players? And this was a draft board that Scott McLuhan put. I I don't know if this is the ultimate fu to Scott McLuhan, but that remains to be seen. And but they did use his draft board from a year ago to um to get him and I will um, we're going to come back, talk a little bit more about uh, this upcoming draft, some other news and shakers, but just wanted to talk about this real quick. Uh, it's more of the podcast is we're going to go on here uh, coming back with you in a little bit. Going to talk about some, uh, some of the draft prospects and also we will try to get Amir on here it's the On the Warpath podcast. I'm Sanchez 405. All right, y'all. We're back here on the podcast. I told you, I promised you that we were going to get Amir on here, and we do have Amir finally on here. Uh, what does Lana Richie and them say? Once, twice, three times a lady. Once, twice, three times a podcast. We finally got you on <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, hey, man, you're part of everything that we do here. And I appreciate you coming on here and us talking. Um, I, I kind of mentioned in the first segment, I talked about the Redskins' urgency to win um, with Alex Smith. That's what attracted him. To Washington, and, and you and I, we have our theories about out that you know I don't see any urgency. I just see a big old mess, um, and that's what I tried to articulate there. But um, we also um, we talk, you and I, we we discuss talking about um, some of the draft rumors coming up. I've seen some things, and um, any draft rumors that you've heard of as of late that would be very interesting for the Burgundy and Gold. <laughs> the more and more we are getting closer to the draft, the more and more I'm thinking they are going to go running back at 13. Mm-hmm. And even though I disagree with it, I know you disagree with it, just like every single other Redskins fan out there disagrees with it. More and more I think about it, they're either going to A, go running back at 13, or B, trade back a few spots to, you know, to wherever. And either the late teens or early 20s. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, <clears throat> maybe if the Bills get their quarterback at 12 or um, at 11 or 12, then maybe there's a, maybe there's still Calvin Ridley on the board and they decide to trade up to us. And, you know, we were able to get some picks from that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And, and either way it's going to look like a crapshoot and I'll be honest with you I as a, the days have went on I've kind of warmed up to possibly getting a running back I, I think uh, and that might be, it'd be shame on shame on me for saying that but I, I just like the idea of a running mm-hmm. back somebody to go beside of Alex Smith um, but I did hear if uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is there at 13 from uh, J.P. Finley, he said that the Redskins would jump on, uh, jump on that train, uh, the safety out of Alabama. So I, I don't Minka know. Minka Fitzpatrick is a beast in a 
in a warrior and a just a freak of an athlete because not only is he a safety, he can also cover the slot as well. He's mm-hmm. just an all-around kind of guy. Um, and he's just a once-in-a-lifetime talent kind of thing. And um, if he is there at 13, which I, I, I don't see him falling out of the top 10, but if by miraculous reason that he is there at 13, then I, I would agree there for the Redskins to take him. I mean, and Jonathan Allen uh, was a – top 10 talent and he fell all the way to 16 last year. So there's always a yeah. uh, uh, room to hope there. So, I, I mean, we, you know, we, we'll see what happens, but um, that, that was some of the rumors that I had heard. Uh, I know that you said you listened to, I, I'm just starting to listen to the interview, but Chris Cooley, uh, who was a fan favorite. Now I think a lot of fans hate him now. Uh, since he's kind of transitioned to the media, somebody who probably shouldn't be in the media at all um, no, because all. He, he, he sounds inept, uh, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, he did get on there and ask Jay Gruden, and Jay Gruden didn't even sound like he was interested in being there. Uh, let no, alone, he didn't. Yeah, he, he sounded very uninterested in whatever Cooley had to offer. I don't know if that's Jay's personality or he just didn't like Chris Cooley. Can't really speak on that. I just don't think that. he likes Chris Cooley. <laughs> I, I mean, who really – I don't because... think Larry Michael likes Chris Cooley, but – Oh, no, it's Chris. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, I agree. Because if you did listen to um, the interview Jay did with uh, 167 The Fan about a month ago, uh, he was completely engaged with uh, – it was uh, with um, it was on the Grand Danny show. Danny was out, but um, – it was with Grant, Grant, Grant Paulson and uh, Craig Hoffman, who was six seventh fan, and they 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 engaged him and they both asked him fair questions and they didn't ask him any of the dumb stuff that Chris Cooley asked him. Right. Yeah, I, I felt like that interview was a lot of fluff, and I mean, granted that it, it's uh, the team now that they call it, it is. Uh, Dan Snyder's pet pig. So it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like listening to the news in North Korea. Um, you know, yeah. the, the de- it's ran by a little short, angry man who never gets his way. And he, <laughs> he's got his cronies uh, spreading the news. So uh, Makes sense. I, 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 and I, that's why I've always had a hard time listening to the radio. And I mean, I, there's some respectable people on there. Uh, were on there. I mean, Brian Mitchell on there. He's usually honest. Uh, John Thompson was on there for a while, and but I, I just don't like the a uh, whole bunch of yes men who are um, talking about the Redskins. I don't think they can give a critical opinion when the owner is uh, the owner of the said team is um, <laughs> is owning the radio station. Just that that just speaks to to poor management there but uh i i I don't get paid by them so i it's not my my (laughs) uh way to discuss it or any you know it's not my business so Mm -hmm. i'll leave it at that Uh, but you did we talked about and i actually talked about it in the first segment too about uh the trade uh the trade for kevin hogan and i i Pretty much when I saw it come through for you, I, uh, to you, I said, who cares? Uh, but tell me why I should care. You shouldn't. <laughs> okay, all right. I think he's there at camp arm. I, mean, I think he's there just to get through OTAs and, and training camp. Um, and so also that, so they don't have to uh, spend a pick on a, on a quarterback this year. Um, I think that's the reason why they traded for Kevin Hogan. And really, they, they didn't give up anything but like 13 draft spots for him that's it they swapped the sixth round picks from for the cleveland browns and the redskins and then the redskins got kevin hogan so in all honesty all they did was give up 13 spots in the sixth round it's not like they gave up much tom brady was drafted in the sixth round um (laughs) uh but yeah i i do agree with you there and uh i i just and doug williams who who is the master personnel uh, chief in the Redskins organization said they could possibly draft a quarterback. 
Um, bro, you didn't know Alex Smith was coming to DC. And Bruce Allen told you not to answer your phone. He'll tell you in the morning. So I, I don't think you know what the Redskins mm-hmm. are drafting, to be honest with you. Well, I want to know is it was that the night that we all found out on the news all over Twitter and we had that emergency YouTube channel yes. video, or was that the day before they announced they they announced the trade? That's what I want to know. I want to I want to know if it was Doug Williams just sitting at home um, around the same time you you were. And mm-hmm. just, you know, it's not not paying attention to his phone or anything like that. Gets a call from Bruce about five minutes before you know we get the alerts on you know ESPN and stuff. Of oh hey, don't answer your phone, bro. Just 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 yeah. don't turn just turn it off. Right. Go work tomorrow with the phone off, and I'll tell you everything. I promise. Would I yeah, see I... you wrong, Dougie? Right, and I, <laughs> I can't. I, I still can't get over that. It. It's disgusting how they run uh, parts of that organization. Apparently. To be honest with really. you, yeah, it, it's Snyder was like, not very happy about that. Yeah, but he had the nerve. And I talked about this earlier. Uh, I think in the second one, I, I said that he's not going to fire him. He's going to reassign him. Mm-hmm. What does that? What the hell does that do for anybody to reassign uh, Bruce Allen to another department? He he's nothing but he is nothing more, and I'm not trying to disrespect this position, but he's nothing more than a booster, uh, is uh, nothing more than an athletic booster or an al- alumni relations coordinator. He that's what he is. He with the Redskins. That that's all he does. Who happens to make all the football decisions? Uh, And that's what frustrates me with this whole Bruce Allen thing is the man is incompetent. He didn't do anything in Tampa. He didn't do anything with the Raiders. He's trying to make it look like the early 2000 Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a different Gruden. Mm -hmm. Is that the reason why Jay Gruden hasn't been fired? Because him and he's a Bruce Allen loyalist? I, I don't really know. But I don't think so. I think actually Jay Gruden is a capable head coach. I really I do. I, think, I believe that. I, I think his hands are just tied by the current administration. That's 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 just it. He, um, you know, just, you know, ru- not even rumors now. There's been it's been related as facts that he's actually one of the he, that he is the best talent evaluate, evaluator that the Redskins have. And that I remember um, interviews that Scott McLuhan did last year after he was fired and saying that, you know, um, pretty much saying that it was all Bruce's egos, the reason why he was fired. And that, you know, that the organization is in good hands with Jay, because when he would sit down with Jay and talk prospects and everything, Jay would understand exactly what Scott was talking about. And we all know Scott McLuhan is, is regarded as one of the best talent evaluators in the NFL. And he can throw them back. <laughs> this is also true. And that's why he got thrown back into free agency. And he's getting ready to throw the Browns back into gear. Um, so two shots for uh, two shots of vodka for Scott, Scott McLuhan. Mm, vodka. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and you you also said something interesting to me uh, earlier. Uh, you talked about the cap situation for twenty. Yeah. So even with the current carryover of what we have in cap space, which currently we have, um, I have it up right here. Give me just a second. I'll give you two. All right. We have currently seventeen point two nine three million dollars. In cap space, seventeen point two in cap space currently. Going into twenty nineteen, even with that carryover, um, we only have about twenty two point seven in cap space. So, meaning 
and this is not also you should know this is without signing uh brand share to an extension not signing jameson crowder to an extension um not signing um josh Doxson to an extension you know this is 2019 is going to be a critical year for the Redskins as far as salary cap hell goes. Now, in 2020, they still have under contract Alex Smith, Josh Norman, Trent Williams, Ryan Kerrigan, Jordan Reed, Zach Brown, Morgan Moses, um, Paul Richardson, Quinn Dunbar, uh, people like that. So, you know, you're you know, your cap situation in 2020 is significantly better than it is in 2019. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're going to have to restructure some people next season, next offseason. You're going to have to restructure um, probably Norman, or you're going to have to trade him or release him. Because by cutting Norman, you're going to be saving about $8.5 million in cap space. That's pre first. Post June first, uh, it's about the same. It's eight and a half mil, and of course, if you trade him, no, is it really the same, or is it just not like computing? <laughs> I don't know, but cannot compute. <laughs> it's not computing apparently. Um, there we go. Uh, yeah, no, it's still the same guy. You still, you know, if you trade, whether you trade or cut him at any point, you're saving eight and a half million against the cap with Josh Norman, and that could be a possibility if Fabian, Fabian Moreau and Quentin Dunbar show this year that they're, you know, are capable corners that they can start in the NFL and they can handle, they can handle it. That's a possibility that this could be the last year of Josh Norman in Burgundy. And I don't or think a lot, or maybe even move him, move him. Um, prior to the trade deadline. Right. Which I don't think that would be uh, that probably, if anything, when you said that, um, I I would think Josh Norman would be the first one off the uh, chopping block there. So, uh, you know, and there there has been rumors of maybe uh, cutting, uh, trading him to like teams like New England. Those were rumors. I don't think we heard anything else about that. But, Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I, I look, I, I look to see that he might not be past, not might not be with Washington past twenty nineteen or or, you know, prior to it, just because uh, his urgency to win, kind of like the Redskins' urgency to win. So, mm-hmm. and they just want to win, and then you know he's there with Swearinger. So we don't, we really don't know. Jordan Reed is another person that I could see uh, on the cutting block because like looks like that maybe. It would be like a four million dollar in uh, savings. So, why? What we need to do is we need to find out how many games Jordan Reed has missed since signing his extension in the off season between 2015 and 2016, and then how many games he missed in 2016, and how many games he missed in 2017. Calculate that, and how much he was making those years, and then, um, you know, divided by the games he played. And then the games that he missed, he needs to give that money back to the Redskins and cap space. He needs to restructure his deal. If he's only going to be on half the field, on the field half the time, he needs to give back half his paycheck. Yep. Didn't I'm he sorry, make it? I don't get paid for work that I miss. True. But he's got PTO prop, paid time off or sick leave or, uh, you know, the, the torn ligaments that whatever he had. But um, he played – in six games last year. Oh my god. Started started five. Um had two touchdowns in the loss against Philadelphia. That was it. And mm-hmm. that was probably his best game of the season by far, sixty four yards. Um off of eight catches. And uh two TDs there. Uh last season he started in eight games, appeared in twelve, twenty fifteen. He appeared in eight games, uh, 14 games, and had eight starts there. So I would 
calculate that. He hadn't completed a full season in his NFL career yet. Uh, he started no more than eight games in a season. He's being outplayed by a 34-year-old tight end in Vernon Davis. Who's being reunited with the quarterback who used him the best. Yes. So reunited, and it feels so good uh, for Alex Smith and Vernon Davis. So the infection will be felt, and the CDC can't stop it. I'm telling y'all, believe it, and it'll happen. Um but, yeah, I think Jordan Reed's another person that needs to either restructure or needs to feel the wrath of the sword and because uh, he just hasn't been reliable. I mean, if we could put together ten consistent games out of Jordan Reed, this team probably would be in some good shape because he, he is – I think he'd probably be more athletic than Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Redskins do have the tools – to look kind of like Kansas City, all uh, like a low budget version uh, of Kansas City's offense. You know, you're talking about Walmart to dollar store uh, uh, looking. So you do have the potential there. You can still find good deals. And I would uh, say from Target good, to Walmart, I wouldn't go as far as Walmart to Dollar Tree. I mean, ah, uh, well, you know, okay, well, I, fair enough, fair enough. I, I will say uh, it's it's that different. Um, more often than not, the Redskins have the Walmart stuff, and uh, Kansas City had that target. Um, so I, I can see fair point, but yeah, or he Kansas missed City all. Be, Kansas City could be Bed Bath and Beyond, and then the rest needs to be Walmart. That way, you know, you still have that, Max. that middle, that middle tier of Target and everything. Redskins aren't quite there yet, but you know, the the, the Chiefs were about at Bed Bath and Beyond last year. Kansas City, <laughs> and then they. Crap the bed bath to the beyond um, against Tennessee. So, yeah, I mean, these are guys that, and you even talked about even possibly with Trent Williams because of his age um, and his injuries are starting to mount up that that could be a possibility as well. But I don't think fans would have seen Trent Williams leave or get cut or unceremoniously let go. Because he's been that staple since Chris Samuels left after the 09 season. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Reds going to be incredibly lucky when it comes to left tackles. So Yes. And, and, and if need be, I think, you know, if he has to, you know, if he decides he needs to step away from the game because of injury and stuff, and just because the poor guy, he's played injured his entire career. Uh, I mean, if we have to lean on Ty and Seki for a season while we find the stop, while we find the more permanent replacement, we can. I'm confident in that. Um, I'm also confident if we have to move Morgan Moses to the left side for for a while, we can do that too. Hmm. Morgan Moses played left tackle in college. He did at UVA, where they were soft. So yeah, I, I can see that him playing left side. Oh <laughs> yeah, uh, I, hey man, I'm just saying I, I've seen UVA play too often the. Uh, to see anything less out of them. Um, but, yeah, and um, so it looks like we are going to be in cap hell. And, I, I mean, does this, like, an argument could be made that the Redskins don't do a good job of drafting at times or retaining their draft talent. Like, in this year, it seems like the Redskins have been doing a draft pick fire sale. Um it looks like, uh, you know, true. We had Trent Murphy, Spencer Long, Breland, Ryan Grant, uh, those guys from the 20, from Jay Gruden's first draft. Oh, help. Breland's still not signed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, there's a thing with his foot. That's I heard, he I've heard, the physical right now. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's true. He can't, he, he can't move. Um, they, there may be some other rumors that I won't talk about, but, Wow, yes. You know where I'm coming you know where I'm coming from with that one. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you know, and then like last year, uh, you know, you got rid of probably your two best defensive players. Some your uh, two up and coming defensive uh corners. So whether we want to agree with Sewer Cravens or whatever, I that's beside the point. But um then you have Kendall Fuller, who you let go the way of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I I, I don't know. I just find that 
that it's been a it's been a fire sale um, of this team. You do have some stallage from 2015, and um, you know Crowder, and you have uh, Sheriff as well. These guys have played, and, and Preston Smith, who have been on the team, and maybe these guys can get re-signed and shine. I think Preston Smith, uh, you know, replaces Trent Trent Murphy pretty well. And then uh, you do bring in Parnell Mafee, who probably mm-hmm. about a little bit older, but will still get the job done. Another thing about that is I, forgot, I totally forgot about Preston Smith. I mean, you know, he's been wildly inconsistent, but when he has been on it, he's been on it. I mean, when I, as a rookie, he loved the, loved the league in sacks with eight. Um, I think he had eight sacks the next year as well. And I think he um, had about six or seven last year. Yeah. So, like, he's – No, he had eight last year. He had eight last year. He had eight last year. Okay. So, he's been pretty much around that eight. He can't get over that threshold of those double-digit sacks. But I think some of that's also towards, you know, you have to, you have Split. To, you're not getting any pressure from the middle of in, in right. the line. But yeah. Yeah, I remember he did, he did he did lead the league in quarterback pressures. He's getting there. He was all over Carson Wentz in week one. He had a couple of times where he just missed him. At one time he got that. I think he got a sack off of him, and then he missed him the next time, which probably would have been two sacks. And just looking at that, I'm actually going to take a. I look think that at was that the Algalor the the Algalor touchdown. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it was. It was the Aguilar uh, touchdown. He did have one sack there. Um, and I, I mean, if you look at it, though, I mean, he was responsible in the first five games, he was responsible for four and a half sacks. He had a sack in each one of his first four games uh, last season, had a half a sack against San Francisco. Fell off like between uh, the month in like late uh, October, early uh, November. Came back, had a half sack at Dallas. Finished up, had a sack against Arizona and uh, Denver to close out the season. So I mean, he, I think he's right there. I, I think that we could see where he does not have anybody to split time with on the uh, opposite side of Ryan Kerrigan. I think we might see a a blowout a blowout season for him. He, he's got a big season coming from third. It'll be his uh, what his fourth season, uh, third year to uh, make his um, to make his name known. And I I think he, he can do it. Uh, I, I think he's a young guy and, and he'll get it done. I I real I have confidence in him after looking at these numbers. He did fall off there. Um, uh, la- uh, the season before last, but he- he's bounced back. And I-, I think his sack distribution is what is is telling where he had those, those sack, he had four and a half sacks in the first five games. That's that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, so uh, that was last year? Yep, that was last year. So four and a half in the first five games. So you're looking at uh, Philly, Los Angeles, uh, Oakland, Kansas and City, Kansas City, San Francisco, right? Yeah, three. So three playoff teams. He had sacks game and one against the Super Bowl champion, the eventual Super Bowl champions. God still hurts to say. Um, Amen. Yeah. So you know, it's not like he's not getting you know the sacks in the games that they count. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like to see what happens when he doesn't have to split time. Uh, yeah, he pretty much I, didn't have to split time last year. Yeah. Uh, but the interior line wasn't all meshed together properly. We didn't see the emergence of Ioannidis until about a week before Allen went down. And then the Lanier stepped up about a week before Ioannidis went down. So. Mm-hmm. And the X factor right there, you just said it. What game did uh, what game did Jonathan Allen go out in? Uh, the San Francisco game. Yeah. When did when did Preston Smith fall off? San Francisco game. So they won game after the, the second. Exactly, exactly. And you see, 
that I think once you get a healthy uh, Jonathan Allen, who's switching over to number 93, so he's going to feel like he's back at Alabama. Um, he, I, I think that you'll get Preston Smith going. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing him. Uh, I think the Redskins, you know, we, we talk about, we look at maybe the talent distribution isn't there, but this team could sneak up on people. Just the fact that they, that I, I think they look like they may have hemorrhaged a little bit, um, especially letting go of some of the talent. And I, I mean, could you argue Trent Murphy was hurt? Brashad Breeland is crazy, um, like legitimately crazy. I think he's crazier than mm-hmm. uh, Sewer Cravens, to be honest with you. Kirk Cousins didn't want to be there. Yeah, Kirk Cousins didn't want to be there. So you got people who, you know, I, I, the only thing is who is going to step up and be the leader of this team? Because Right now, you have a bunch of guys. I think DJ Swearinger showed that this year. He had probably one of his most mature seasons as a pro. Um, but he, I think he, he needs to stay off Twitter. Uh, do you yeah, follow he him does. On Twitter? Yes, yes. I, well, I don't follow him on Twitter. I just see what he said, uh, what he says, and he, he needs to calm down a little bit, a lot a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I but. And, you know, Josh Norman, he gets on there, and he was on uh, the, the Skip and Shannon show, and, I, I he, you know, he doesn't really make a, a great case for himself. Um, I, I think he wants Josh to Josh Norman is, more. A, is an intelligent person. He, he is. well. Yes. He, I, think he, I think he's well thought out, and I, I think he's very, uh, you know, I, I don't really want to use this word, but this is the only word that comes to mind. He's very cultured. Like, if that makes sense. Like, yes. I, I think he – I just think that sometimes he can come off as abrasive and maybe with his competitive nature that has a lot to do with it. But mm-hmm. either way, I, I, I think those guys could come up. They have the potential to be leaders. Uh, you know, we, we had leaders in, like, a, a London Fletcher. Even Ricky, Jean, John, uh, Ricky Jean-Francois – was uh, uh, I, I considered him a leader, uh, one of those locker room guys. We'll see. Oh, a thousand percent. Uh, um, also, Deshaun Goldson. I don't know what I, I know. They it was only basically a one year rental for Goldson, but yeah. I still would have loved to have kept him for you know at least some depth maybe and everything. A, yeah, because for maybe a year or two, for at least another, at least for that twenty sixteen season, we might have, who knows we might have been in the playoffs because of it, but. Yep. But just going back to that 2015 season of the leadership and everything, you know, you had, um, like I said, you know, we had R- Ricky Jean-Francois, you had Deshaun Golson, you still had D'Angelo Hall in the locker room, um, you had Trent Williams, you had um, um, Will Compton was 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 is always always been a vocal guy, mm-hmm. and was also was he was the defensive captain in 2016. Um. So, like, and you look at yeah, it, and you, have, and you, you, you Pierre Garcon as well. You have Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Deshaun uh, was more of a of a vocal leader, but I think he 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 his play showed that. And you look at you mentioned captains three. I, if I'm from, and stop me if I'm wrong, three of the five captains from last year aren't on the team. Well, let's see, three of the five captains. There was there was there was Cousins, Kirk, there was Trent, Niles Paul, Niles Paul, Will Compton. Will Compton or what did he wasn't he, captain last year? He lost it. So two captains then, and then you had Swearinger, and I think did Tressway get a? Was he captain again? Tressway? I think so. Okay. I think Tress had it. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. So way. yeah, uh, I can't remember. Um, <clears throat> It was, it was probably D. Hall and Swearinger who had who had the captain's patches, just because uh, of um, the defense and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain no one on the front seven had had the captain's patch. No, so it was four of them last year. Kirk Cousins, yeah. So two, we lost half of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, Trent Williams, Swearinger, and Niles Paul. So you lost half of your captains. Um, from last season, uh, now you have Trent Williams, you have DJ Swearinger. 
Um, and God love him. Like we said, he, he, I think he has the potential to be a good captain, a good leader. He just has to stay off of that damn social media. Yeah, he does. I mean, he was flat out, I mean, doing what all the Redskins fans do all the time, calling out the front office, which is totally fine with me. Right. You remember who pays your paycheck. That's right. You are absolute preach boy. Uh, you cannot bite the am I gonna complain? Am I going to complain to my coworkers about my job? Yeah, of course yeah. I will. Am I going to say in front of the supervisors? Hell no. No, absolutely not. So, we, we, we will see. Uh, they, I, I just don't know who will step up and be that leader. Will it be Alex Smith? I think he'll get a C. I think he'll get that captain C. I think he will prove that he he deserves that captain C. Yeah, because I mean I loved his his introductory press conference. Oh my goodness, it was so good. Uh, yeah. When when he said when he said the fact of, oh yeah, you know, getting getting good with receivers, getting together with the receivers and stuff, you know, that looks cute for you know Instagram and Snapchat, but right. we need the coaches out there. We need the playbook. We don't. You know, by doing that, we don't have anything. We're just basically playing catch. We might as well be in high school or in middle school. And he he has a fair point. That's absolutely he does. true. You know, without the playbook, and it's not like he can go to John Gruden, who ha- probably has a copy of the playbook for training and for training and everything like Kirk did. So, you know, there's and then I love how seeing like a week later. They showed like Kirk with like the receivers of uh, the Vikings on like Instagram and stuff. I'm like, yep, looks cute. cute, doesn't it? Cute. And wait till he overthrows Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like step- I like to uh, go back to the draft real quick if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we were talking about you know who they may take at 13 and everything, and the possibility of trading back. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, we both. I think we we both. An agreement that you know at thirteen we would love to to hear Vita Vea or Deron Payne come off the board. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. So that's correct. I mean, it's, it's also a possibility that one of them falls if we trade if we if we trade back some. That's always a possibility as well. So who, it, was just, it all depends on what's going to happen in this draft. And this is honestly, this is Bruce Allen's last, last draft because of the way, that's, the, way, the way it's going with him and Dan Snyder, you know, definitely, definitely a love, lover's quarrel is happening. And the Washington Redskins fans are, and the players are the ones that are suffering the most because of it. Yep. And they, Dan Snyder should have fired uh, Brucey boy. When like like and Bruce comes from a family that Bruce that just is a says stupid. Yeah, he really is of Virginia for God's sakes. I mean, I, I well we should we leave that for another time. But he, he comes <laughs> from a family that's that is famous for paranoia. Yes, yes, and saying the wrong thing. That's what cost his brother a Senate seat in uh in Virginia in two thousand eight, and his dumbass had the nerve to say. We're winning off the field. So I just, for what it's worth, that he cut God, he earns it. He owns it um, honestly, and you can't take that from him. I, I think his sister's probably the only one with common sense in that family. But um, he, they just say dumb. The Allens say dumb things. George Allen was crazy. His brother is incompetent, and Bruce is just inept. So I, I mean, and I don't mean to say that to to de- demonize the greatness uh, that was head coach George Allen. The Red, don't get me wrong. Now I'm I not, feel like the Allens are like the redhead stepchild version of the Bushes. That's just yeah. yeah I mean, you know, they, you you, you have Papa Bush, you know George George H W. Who but everybody like, likes uh, Daddy Bush though now. Uh, yeah, but and then yeah. you have you know George W. Who is who is who is Bruce, right? Who just like you know is like he's trying his hardest, but God knows he can't do it. And then, and then you have then you have his brother who is like Jeb, who is just incompetent all around. Right. I did, yeah. It, it it you you make a uh, clever point there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we. I, you know, so the, the Redskins, you, you, and you just don't reassign him 
You have to fire him. Get him out of there. This man has a worse winning percentage than Vinny Serrato does. And that that needs to be said right here. Going into the 2017 season, he had had less amount of wins in the same amount of time, less playoff wins in the same amount of time than Vinny Serrato did. And Vinny Serrato got fired. Mm-hmm. What's what's the difference? The only thing is, John, uh, not John Gruden, but Dan Snyder likes nostalgia. He think that's why he went out and rehired Joe Gibbs, and we found out Joe Gibbs was outdated. We found out that he that when Joe Gibbs came into the NFL, the, his whole first season in Washington, they did not implement shotgun. They hardly implemented shotgun whenever he was there. When he was there. He well, they it. did. Gibbs hated the right, shotgun. but when when Bill Musgrave came on in 05, when they went to the playoffs, they used shotgun a lot more. That's you. You can see when they played against um, Dallas in that Monday Night Miracle. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, you get these outdated guys, and God loves Joe. Everybody loves Joe Gibbs. Even the replacement players love Joe Gibbs. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Um, but I, I, he was outdated. Mike Shanahan was outdated. You finally have an innovator. Marty Schottenheimer, old school. Steve Spurrier, idiot. You finally have somebody who is trying. Jim Zorn, another idiot. A religious idiot at that much. Um, And you finally have somebody who has football sense in Jay Gruden. It finally, it took you almost 20 years. And we talked about this too. You're about the same age. Um, uh, oh God, that uh, Bob Kraft bought the Patriots, and you've done nothing. And you've had a head start. You've been the youngest owner. Yeah, young people are supposed to be innovative, not stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. And that—that's why you know that's why we see all these CEOs uh, who are thirty down there or in their twenties or whatever. And Dan just doesn't get it. Dan just does not get it. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he like suffers from some cognitive development disorder that he can't get it, or he's just stupid. Like I, I really don't understand that. Uh, but that that remains to be seen. That what, however we want to look at it, we are. Uh, if you're a DC sports fan, you are cursed. We are cursed. If you like the Wizards, you're cursed. If you like the Capitals, you're cursed. Mm-hmm. If you like the Nationals, you're cursed. And God knows if you like the Redskins, you you will die unhappy. I don't know how Redskin fans are married because we can't we can't ever be satisfied. I'm divorced. Does that answer your question? Well, there you go. See, speak of the devil. There you go. See? I, I forgot all about that. But <laughs> uh, not to bring up old wounds. But, yeah, but I, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We can always hold out for hope. It, you know, it, it's just like you're sitting there and you're, you're waiting for good times. You know, it, it's like you're like an old person in a nursing home waiting for the Grim Reaper to come. That's what it is to be a Redskins fan. Maybe one day the Grim Reaper will put us out of our football bane of existence and actually good times or happy times are on the way. Um, but who knows? Before, maybe we'll, maybe we'll design some kind of life-changing application that can, you know, go for like billions and billions of dollars, and we just buy the Redskins, Corey. I know that's what we're trying to do. We're going to save up every dollar we can, and we can have, you know, what? <laughs> we're, I got a GoFundMe account. Yes, hashtag. We're going to GoFundMe to uh, buy the Redskins. Um, but yeah. Hell, and, I'd rather and, KD and uh, KD and like Matthew McConaughey and like all the other like you know celebrities, celebrities. I, mean, I if KD, Matthew McConaughey, Joe Gibbs, and um, Dale Earnhardt got together and formed a trust to buy the Redskins, I would love that. <laughs> I would be excited. I'm not gonna lie. I just. <laughs> I kind of uh, uh, tinkled there when you said that, but uh, 
<laughs> I, I do believe that that would be a good idea uh, in a perfect world. But right now, we just I mean, Gibbs has to have the capital by now. And by, he, by yeah, with, yeah. with all those NASCAR wins and everything, all those endorsements, he has to have the capital to buy them. I, I would think so, but you never know. Dan said he, him and Dan are good friends, so he'd never buy it away from Dan. So, <laughs> or so we think. Dun dun dun. Plot, plot twist. <laughs> Crackpot theories by Amir. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, and, and we'll start a, a podcast on Amir's uh, Crackpot theories. Uh, kind of like Dave Demashek, the <laughs> NFL. Um, <laughs> uh, message, yeah. But uh, before we wrap up here on this episode, uh, Mir, do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts, I do. And that's, uh, again, just going back to the draft real quick. We have to hit on this draft because of the, the, the cap hell we're going to be in next year. Uh, we have to to hit on this draft. Um, I believe saw, seen somewhere um, we're hearing uh, Rich Chandler post about it um, that with Sheriff's fifth year option, we'll only have $4 million in cap space next year. Dear God. And that's just, it's, that's just unreal. So you, you have to you're going to have to restructure some people next year or you're going to have to release some people or trade them or whatever. You know, you're pretty much going into a, a rebuild without going without wanting to go into a rebuild. It's just because yeah. of the players that you did extend, i.e. Jordan uh, Reed. Jordan Reed. <coughs> I mean, Josh Norman, you know, he's played very well. I don't think he's played up to that price tag we paid him, but you know, of course he has. He he had no interceptions last year. Um, yeah, but look, also, of look course. At the, but what was his passer rating? Well, against I mean, he was one of the top, you know, cornerbacks and passer rating, rating allowed. So, right. It's not only just about t- about takeaways. I I know, but still, yeah. If you're supposed to be that premier of a corner, though. You got to change position. You got to change the field at least once or twice. I, but he was never really about interceptions even when he was in Carolina. The, the years he broke out in Carolina, he only had four. He had two that were taken back for touchdowns though in there. Mm-hmm. And then Just he saying. had like – then his first year in Washington, he had a total of three, I think. He had the one against the Browns, and then he had two against the Bears. Mm-hmm. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Um, but, you know, it's going, going back to the draft real quick. You know, either you trade back, hope one of the defensive players falls to you, or you have to take Geist of that trade back. You know, there's, there's, that, there's just no there's no if, answer, buts about it. And then second round, hopefully, you know, you, um, you have the kid out of Florida, uh, Taven Bryan, yeah. available to you there, hopefully. James too, right? I think. Well, would Derwin James be down there? Or am I? Derwin James will not be in the second round. Oh, now I'm sorry. I'm not think. I was thinking first round. Still sorry. That's all right. That'd be awesome if Derwin James was there. I'd take him in the second round. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, I and I, I mean, you look at it this way too. Um, oh gosh, I, I'm trying to think of it's come to. Uh, you know, Collins for for the Giants, who's at Alabama. Yeah. He, he was a good first round pick for the Giants. Oh, wait a minute. He fell to the second day in the second round. Yep. Plot and the twist. thing is, we were going to trade up to get him, but the Giants traded up first. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It kills me, man. Every time. But say la vie to that. We, we, uh, we can only live in the past. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just just uh, to those listeners out there, thank you for listening. And yeah, uh, for my first time on the podcast, I definitely enjoy it. And uh, check out. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, whatever you have to do on here. Uh, also check out our YouTube channel on the Warpath, and also Woo! Facebook on the Warpath. Yes, yes, and this will be posted to Facebook. There you go. 
Yes. And uh, share 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 it amongst your friends, colleagues. Yeah. You know. Amy, Boo Boo, and them, and they will uh, see what they think about what we're talking about on here. I don't know where I got that sultry, deep voice from all of a sudden. But... No, but you need to talk with that from now on. I know, right? I'm requesting. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> as you said, I'm requiring you to talk like Barry White well, from now on. I can't get enough of your love, Dan. My <laughs> darling, I. We're going to see another sucky season. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and with my final thoughts, I I, I, I like guys. I, I want him now. I think we need a running back. We haven't had a running back in, what, three years now? Alfred Morris? Mm-hmm. I mean, even like Alfred Morris was on the decline. Oh, no, we forgot to talk about it. We forgot to talk about it. Okay, not my final thoughts. Rumor is the Bears are trying to see uh, Jordan Howard out of uh, the limelight in uh, the Windy City, so they're trying to blow him out of there. Um, I don't know what I think. I I, I think the talent is good. He he rushed for 12,000 yards plus in 12,000. Jesus. 1,200. 1,200. Sorry. It's over. No. He's over nine thousand. But, uh, uh, but yeah, twelve hundred, twelve hundred plus yard runner, uh, Jordan Howard. Uh, I think the Redskins would have to give up too much to get him. I, they probably would command a high pick, probably a two or a three. The guy's twenty three. He won't be twenty four until uh, early November. Uh, rush for, um, oh excuse me, eleven hundred yards last season. Averaged about four point one nine touchdowns. Uh, the year before that, um, he averaged – he had 13, uh, 13 with uh, 5.2 average. So every carry he was getting uh, – you know, any carry he had. So on first down, he pretty much was like getting uh, five yards a pop. So averaging maybe a first down every carry uh, – every other carry – whatever that math would be. Uh, it just sounds good. Probably not the case. Uh, he did have, uh, he does have a high count in uh, attempts though. So he's got about 528 over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Uh, I, I think I had him on a fantasy team at some point. Um, oh. So Jordan Howard. Gosh. You know, I've seen I've seen highlights of him. I know he has that I know he has first boy speed. I know he can get in the open field. I know he can catch the ball. He has getting away from the cop speed. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh and I hate Gus Johnson said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> and you know, he has yeah, yeah, he he has pretty good speed and I don't think he's really been injured. He's played in 31 or 32 games. This is all, he's only in his third year. Yes. You know, um, he has over about, he has just about 500 attempts, I think you said. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I think I pulled up the stats. Yes, I did. So, uh, statistically speaking, uh, he's played in 31 games. He started 29, 528 rushes for 2,435 yards, 15 mm-hmm. total touchdowns, longest of 69. Uh, he gets 4.6 <laughs> um, average yards in attempt. So, mm-hmm. and his um, yards per game game is about 78 and a half. Uh, he's caught 52 passes on 82 targets for 423 yards and a touchdown. Longest he caught was 34 yards. So, and he's had three fumbles. Mm. So three fumbles out of 528. That's a fumbling uh, percentage of... And he has twelve hundred yard, uh, twelve one hundred yard games. That that's just a half a percentage. So yeah, that's pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. It's dynamite. He did dynamite. it, and I'm in. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, I just want to get your thoughts on that. I mean, if you don't have to give up too much for him, why not? Um, you know, this is who they should have traded Kendall Fuller for. It would have been like a champ Bailey trade a couple a uh, couple decades, almost a couple decades ago. Honestly, uh, you can get away with... <sighs> I want to say next year's third, because you'll have two third-round picks next year. Mm-hmm. If you can get away, with, get away with next year's third for him, I'd do it. Because you're in the win-now mode, technically. Yeah. I mean, although you look if like you do that, if you can do that, you can get Jordan Howard. It means you don't have to spend your first two picks on on that right. uh, you on running back, uh, which means you can definitely stay at thirteen, go to Ron Payne or Vita Vea, mm-hmm. and then at forty five or forty four when they pick, um, I think it's forty five uh, when they pick again, then you have. You can go where you can probably go best player available. You don't have to go another defensive, you know, player if you don't want to. You might be able to get the tight end out of Penn State that I really like. His name's Mike Isecki. Yeah. And Big oh, boy. This, kid, this kid was a combine stud. Oh my goodness. And then I started watching some film on him. It's like mini Gronk, man. It's like, it's like Gronk 2.0. Ooh, and you know I'd you know with you know Jordan Reed I'd rather you know, hey, let's go ahead and draft this guy. That way we can trade Jordan Reed the next year if he's not able to stay healthy, and you know get that cap number off our books. Yeah, gotta get him out. Gotta get that. Gotta get those numbers off the books. Yeah, I would still or... trade Jordan Reed and then trade him. That way we save mm-hmm. more money. <laughs> That's just me. Um, Why not just cook the books? How about that? Because this isn't this isn't Breaking Bad. Um, I, I mean, we're not trying to sell meth here, but sometimes I wonder what Bruce Allen is all <laughs> was so. like. Well, you, you you wonder what Bruce Allen's really thinking, though. I mean, yeah. Come on. The- yeah. What, what's that? What's the what's the the meth called? The blue what? I can't even think. Of what uh, it's I think mean, they call blue sky, right? Blue Sky, that's why so, he always so, wants so, those so Dallas Cowboys. Blue Sky. Yes, and he's trying to get the Blue Sky because he sees that blue star uh, that fades out in people like Orlando Scandrick and uh, and J- Jason Hatcher or, or whatever, Hatcher. Jason whatever Hatcher. faded Dallas player you sign. Yes, exactly. But, um, yeah, but we, we will see. And, you know, the next – um, the next faded star that the Redskins will see will be Des Bryant. Um, but other than that, dear Lord, football Jesus, I just I'm just gonna let you think on that one. Something <laughs> else to chew as we wrap it up here. Um, chew on that. Come back. We'll listen. We'll be on YouTube, uh, and uh, we'll get ready for um, for the draft here coming up in what two weeks now. Right, two weeks. Uh, so three weeks. Nine, three. It comes up on the twenty sixth. We have seventeen days. Seventeen so about, days. In, uh, in our uh, in about a week, we're gonna go live on YouTube. We'll have our next mock draft. And then, when is our next mock draft? I don't know. When is this? Uh, probably uh, next time we go on YouTube. Um. <laughs> Whatever that may be, uh, we we'll get it. We'll get on there. By God, we shall get on there. And then uh, we will um, have our Redskins seven round mock draft a couple days before the draft. And then uh, are we still thinking about going live on the draft? Yes, we we we're still thinking about that. At least for the first round. At least for the first round. Yes. At so. least for the first round. Um, and then uh, a daily wrap up after friday and saturday so we we that will be that will be what we're what we'll be playing because god knows i can't waste a saturday (laughs) that's exam week that's that's my finals week so i'm really gonna be pressed for time on set friday oh my god your finals week is is draft week yes oh 
God bless me. Oh, oh. it's all right, buddy. But I got you. I know, I know. I'll be here. I will be here. No, no matter what, uh, no matter how, come hell or high water, I will be here at least on Monday. Um, but we not Monday. God, Thursday. What am I thinking? It's Monday now. Anyway, <laughs> I, my final thoughts: uh, draft a running back. And uh, the lineman will come. I think there's a lineman-rich draft. Uh, you can get a big boy to to plug up that line. Uh, Phil Taylor got re-signed. So we, we've got him back. And if he plays like he did and stays healthy and plays like he did in preseason, uh, I think everything's going to be all right. Um, but we'll see going forward what the Redskins shall do. Uh, as we say on the YouTube channel, we love you guys very much here. And please love, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and we are on Anchor. We are on Pocket Cast, I think, too, and some more to come. So we'll let you know as we get hopefully a little bit bigger. So we love you guys, and as always, love, peace, and hail. And we'll be talking to you real soon. Later, guys.